Glenn Partlow. Present. Edward Byer. Here. Jeffrey Seib. Here. Robert Knapp. Here. Robin Mackler. Here. Mr. Chairman, we have a quorum. We have a quorum. Everyone is here. Great. Okay, so uh, the next item on the agenda is the minutes. Uh, that was the minutes of our last meeting. I was the first meeting for a while. And if everyone looked them over, uh, I trust. Uh, uh, does anyone have any questions, comments, or concerns of the uh, minutes? Mulch all around there, so I don't know how much availability this 
believes actually in grant haven. Um, so just wanted to move that one that I believe we would be able to help with. Um, if we reached out to uh, the grant haven HOA, maybe they would, but it looks like they are pretty much have been done the way they would like. Which you have a lot of requests last time. Yeah. Okay. Then this is Barbara that Lauren spoke about. This is Quilty, I believe, mm -hmm. um, over on your way to Waterfront Park. I don't think this is not city property. No. So that would be another contact if we wanted to reach out to whoever they're selling this property to encourage them to okay, play so by the The uh, Grand Haven is not city property. The city property has been tipped, and uh, the uh, Garfield, yeah, yeah, the Garfield, and we're going to get to that. But the, the Nancy, Nancy Marie, Nancy yeah. Marie is at Long Harbor Golf Course. So so far, there's been three turtles that are actually on city property. So this is more pictures of where Quilty is located, and this is Pablo at Old Kings Elementary School. Um, so if we wanted to do a partnership. Um, with the elementary school, I know through CHIRP, which is Children Helping and Resource Protection, they just recently rehabbed the Butterfly Garden at Lindo Park. Um, so if we continue that um, relationship through CHIRP with Old Kings Elementary, maybe this could be one of their projects through CHIRP to, instead of just having pebbles here, possibly put some butterfly plants here that the kids could be involved with and work on it as a school project. We'd have to reach out and see if there's irrigation in this area um, for Pablo. And this is Claude, I believe he was the first turtle done. Um, he's over at PCAP. I don't know if there's irrigation there for him, but he's also is he on city property? Yes, that is that's that's right down the road here. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So we could definitely speak with um, PCAP to see if they'd be interested in putting butterfly plants um, around Claude that would complement um, the design of that turtle. So those are the pictures we have um, for the turtles that the tech provided. Thank you. Um, is there, are there any specific turtles that you really want to focus on to try and get some plants there? And then we just figure out if we're going to be buying the plants to budget that, or if we can try and get the plants donated to create the butterfly garden. Well, let's see the plants that Robin has to take a look at the life uh, cycle or the area. Are they on this? No, they're not. Oh, they're not, okay. But I, I would just like to see what the habitat is where the, uh, where it grows, where, I mean, it grows as a weed, but it, it's not gonna grow, for example, out front here. I don't think that that, that place by the turtle there, I don't think that it would make it there. I don't think we have a picture of Nadia, um, the one out front, uh, but I believe that's already planted area. I don't know if we would be able to replace any of those plants with um, butterfly garden ones, since it's already planted out. But that's something we can look into. We have to think of several things, like, for example, what we're talking about. How many plants do we want to put in at the, at the location? And when we put plants in, initially, you, you got to water them. So it would so, be an installed I mean, irrigation. That would be something we would have to consider if irrigation needed to be installed at these locations. So, so Glenn and, and Robin, you and maybe Bob, maybe everybody, I, I'm a little... All I have seen is this in pictures where you have, you folks have, uh, if I may inquire, uh, the milkweed growing near your home. Yeah. What is, where is it, what's it look like? Is the edge of your property? Is it in a garden? 
the earth with water regularly of irrigation. Oh, it's in the berm in the front. Okay, in the front of your home? Yeah, in the, in the front lawn is a big berm I have with a coconut rock and the uh, milkweed has decided to grow there.
Okay. Uh, but beyond that, what, what or is there a budget that we can look at, or what are we what are we talking about? Because uh, uh, what are we going to do? Chip in, or what? What's the what's the? <laughs> so we went back to budget.
you want to write for that right now? Do, do we want to, do we want to? Sure, right. Into that right now? Okay. That we'd like to maybe see if we can get this one going right outside or number one? Yeah. Okay. So you want to do that? Do we need a vote on that? Is that Nadia? Nadia, yeah. Nadia. Does she yeah. have a last name? <laughs> like Nadia Komenich? No, no. That's not a name. I don't know. Maybe it is named different. Nadia Komenich. Is that the ballet? You know who that is, don't you? It is. Um, 
for installation and then the public It was the former island walk. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of mediums that could be uh, the artist is, uh, is it's not just sculpture. It, it could be uh, right. It really starts with um, what we found is an application form, and I believe it was approved by this board and adopted by city council, and it's um, indicated on your screen above. And it really goes into detail about what the artwork is going to be, uh, so that way it can go through the proper approval. So the, the different types of mediums, um, et cetera. So um, we're asking to revisit this form.
that is our backbone, if you will, of making sure these are in the proper codes and et cetera, following land development code, code of ordinances, all of that. So the Arts Commission is really reviewing the art as its integrity, making sure nothing is vulgar or out of place. Then this board is reviewing, um, as, as appointed by city council, your appointment uh, to, to that same effect. And then the parks team is really just that technical, you know, operational and maintenance piece. Okay. And I believe Mr. Sadie, you served yeah. on the first. Uh, that, that's what I was about to say, mm -hmm. that uh, if uh, uh, we need to reach out to the other members, I have my list of the members that were on it as of uh, April 11th, 2018. That was the last time that we, as you have said. So, uh, has the city done any reaching out to any of these members of the Arts Commission? Does anyone know them? Not yet, sir. We're going to pull up the list to you. We just reviewed this as staff okay, uh, last week. April 11th. Okay. On the last time that something was done. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I could contact many of these folks and ask them if they're still interested in being on the Arts Commission. Jeff, we won't leave you in Yes, don't yeah. believe they're, they're two separate uh, groups there, but uh, 
into our community, especially here in Town Center and the Arts District, and we believe this is one of those integral pieces. I think we all agree with that. Yeah. I'll support that. How will you, um, how will the students be chosen at the high school? Through the arts teachers, or? Um, we have Amelia Homer on our arts district advisory team, and she has close connections with both high schools art and art programs. So we're going to um, have her reach out to the schools and have them pick those choices for us. Schools over in the inquiry up. Yes, I'll talk to her in my arts district meeting on Monday.
course, in that chain of command we talked about, engineering had to be prepared and approved by Parks and Recreation and the city so that that could withstand 300 mile an hour winds. Because there's a significant amount of concrete under the ground and 6,000 pounds of holding back there. So it's very safe and uh, long lasting, which is a good thing. And then there's a plaque here, just outside of the photograph, you can't see that. The Cordula Foundation is raising the money to uh, purchase these and works with the city in, in collaboration to get the parks and rec to contribute some of the labor for installation. And with the borough, we got Argos Concrete to donate the concrete. And then the city parks and rec donated the labor. So it was a great partnership. This is an idea for Winsdale, which is by the same artist uh, that's used in front of the library, which is a Winsdale 2. Stainless steel, it goes up over 12 feet, it does rotate when it's kinetic. So, the potential of bringing these links would uh, be an inspiration for our Australian community, which is focused right here on the coast. And uh, I know our modelers come out on the weekend and they sail the boats there. And the delight of having us move around in the wind would capture attention. So, Harry? Yes. What you're saying is that the, the top piece of sail? Yes. Actually, is on on a that the post yeah. bear or bearings or something yeah. that will move with the wind. Very simply, spin on its axis. But the base stays. Yeah. It's the post going up. That the engineering challenge here would be to mount it on a post, a waterproof post, which would use an intercoastal to mount a marker sign in the channel, a uh, waterproof. Telephone pole, if you will, sunk deep into the bottom, and then this would be mounted to it at water level. So that's the challenge here, engineering wise, to rent a barge and come out and build this post and have this mounted in the lake. It's supposedly challenge, but I don't think it'd be unsurmountable. This is a, one of my pieces called the Skater. Um, this was a cardboard model that I brought out. I actually shot there in the front entrance place by the this end, the south end of the city walk, and it goes up at 10 feet in stainless steel. It'd be polychrome stainless steel, which means limpid, uh, powder-coated stainless steel, green, with a trapezoid base. Sorry, you said this is like a half-scale model then? That's actually full-scale. That oh, well, that, that goes up 10 feet. Yes, I actually okay. built it out of cardboard, full-scale. And then the picture was taken and then reintroduced back in Photoshop back in the uh, flower garden there. So that would be mounted to a uh, concrete pad. Now, uh, are we doing so? The, um, the, uh, the shrubbery and all that, you would envision that there just like that? That would have to be changed. There's a nice hibiscus tree that was planted in the center. Sell your out parcels of 
future businesses is some interest in developing autonomous parks that we were talking about. It's a city master plan, and uh, this data represents a futuristic look at humankind with a figure um, pirouetting on one foot, racing into the future. This is a little smaller version of it. It's a series of work I'm doing with the triangulated figure. The triangle serving as a very strong form in geometry. Once you have three angles, it becomes naturally stable. When you have a three-legged stool, for example. And a lot of your um, futuristic spaceships are in triangular in shape. And we started looking at uh, space travel, designs of architecture and buildings. So I would be really excited if uh, Art Sculpture could be there to enter some of the work. It's hard to define uh, accomplishment for me. I, I'm trying to think about the, the vision of this committee and of the city as well. So This also references vision. This is called C. This is 12 and a half feet tall. It's made small vision, but I can only take a picture from a distance, and I have to get the bird flying by it. But it's a beautiful decorative park that leads me to AlphaGo. Presence and great weather here in the spring. And this is that peninsula uh, right past the beautiful solar tower that we have in it. So I thought it was very interesting that we went ahead and committed to these solar charge stations, which are already very sculptural. Already have a tall scale, and this is similar in scale. It's got height, and it's a simple um, portrait of a person with a large eye. So the sculpture is very thin this way, but as you walk around it, it has the width. It's aluminum screen, and it has some design work inside of it of uh, features of a mouth and interior armature. So it's wind. The wind can pass through it. Yeah. 
potential timeline to put some fire under the momentum that we just a potential if we get uh, approval along the way. Gary, uh, uh, question on, on right, right at the very start. What's the status of these sculptures for installation right at this time? All of them in different stages of construction. The stair is being constructed. It is not constructed. This one is built. The wind scale is built. They're both fully constructed? Yes.
That's great. So can we go back to that timeline that you have? Uh, sure. Just to take the What's the diameter of your skater? The skater is actually five foot by five foot. It's five this way. Five, uh, it's quite large. Up above. So you're okay. hearing there. And the base is about as tall as I am, about 12 up, 14 inches up here. The base is as tall as you? Yeah, almost. It's five feet. Okay, five feet. Then it goes up, ah. it's out of public reach. It's very mm -hmm. concerning. Five yeah. feet this way? Yes. So that was pretty Well, that was the scale picture that you yes. had. It actually is very accurate scale. Okay. It actually is a cardboard model. There's a picture that you have there. This is actually what it would look like in terms of the size. Mm -hmm. That whole distance is already over six feet. Mm -hmm. That would be there when you step in freezing. But it would have to be taken it out. Would have it would need to be centered in a concrete pad. And it could be a triangular pad. It would be easier to build a triangular pad. And the triangular pad would have to probably take up a lot of that yes. earth cover at the base, so that whole area would most likely need to be re-landscaped after the installation. Yes, sir. Okay. I like the, I like the timeline uh, on this. Uh, uh, I think June is a good uh, is a good date uh, on on going forward. What do we? That is the city in line with that, or we have to. So we are working as one of the individuals. Um, we are working on updating the master plan for Central Park. Um, as far as that goes, I think the one that we will be voting on tonight is the skater because that location is good to go. That's not going to be changing with the master plan. Any of the other locations might need to be adjusted a little bit when the master plan is completed. So this time the skater would be the easiest one to move forward with. So what would we be approving on, on the future installation? All of the installations or one at a time? One at a time. It would, currently it would just be the skater. Just the skater. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I, I'll make a motion Comment. to approve the position of the skater. Second. Okay, now we'll, let's... Uh, are, are we ready to do that, I think? Are we ready we'll to go more discussion? So we can have discussion. Okay. Yeah. Can we see it again on the screen? Yeah. Okay. So is the uh, that base from the ground to the beginning of it is you said six feet? Not quite. It's not my five feet. And is the the base So if you have a question 
Question: I have Mr. Partlow for the motion, and who seconded? Bob. Okay, Robert. thank you. Glenn Partlow. Vote. You're voting. Yes. Um, you're voting on the approve, uh, approval of the concept of the skater. Yes. yes. Edward Byer. Yes. Jeffrey Seib. Yes. Robert Knapp. Yes. Robin Mackler. The approval is, the motion carries five to zero. Thank you. Great idea. I'll see you at your next meeting in May. Yeah. Where do you go? What is phase two and phase three installation? Well, that would be now discussed by you and uh, all the, everybody concerned with the master plan. 
to put the concrete and the engineering and the, the city workers' time, the helpers' workers, okay. and to pace it out so that they don't go all over the one, although they should be back. So you remember from the previous time, it's been a while, there was a lot of the, was the lighting and all of that has to be all worked out, and that, I think, is, is a lot of work to, to, in sure. planning. So. I think we got you got a good schedule there. There's also bronze plaques that attend each sculpture to yeah. identify them and recognize sponsors in the, the city as well. So what we have up on the screen right now is the previously approved uh, locations of these sculptures. Um, Mr. Spencer Smith, I believe, is proposing two changes to number two, which is C, um, which used to be down um, where we used to have the Christmas tree lighting. I believe he's relocated it to somewhere over here, yeah. is that correct? Yeah. And then number four, which is the primary landscape, has moved from here to over here. I believe that's yes, that's all I know. Yes. So those are the only two um, changes from this plan that Mr. Messerschmidt is proposing. So the, the sale is going right in its spot. Yeah. On the right. Still needs to have quite a bit of approval from engineering from the for environmental impact and ventilation. I really shouldn't even talk there. I need more information about interrupting the labor. But you do have a fountain there, which I felt was a precedent for having something in the lake. So you've already covered some of the historic the environmental impact by putting fountains. I thought that could be a green light to put in a sculpture at the other end. And that would be, you have that there joining us. Very likely to be the open environmental impact. I wouldn't think it would be very much uh, looking for everything that's out there. Drilling a pile on it. Yeah. I haven't thought about lighting, but it would be a daytime thing. But it wouldn't be quite grim light, it's starlight. It is polished stainless. And it's being put in also in the length of three as possible. The concern there was that with this large stainless spindle spinning around, having the lake is about safer for public safety. Otherwise, you have to mount it up so high because you couldn't have a child or somebody spinning that weight around and then bumping their head. And then if you have a base so large and massive, it would lose some of the character of the sail floating in air. So the water would be ideal for safety, keeping it away from the sand.
things that people need and really walk up to this thing to be an artist, to, to raise the whole level. Right. I like the idea of the lake. Yeah, the lake is nice to Perfect. Well, there's too. Yep. So well, I'm I, bored with that. You know, uh, I, uh, I spent 25 years at University of Florida, and they, and Gaines, the city of Gainesville and the university have just a incredible art in public places. Uh, I walked under the, the students nicknamed the French fries from hell. <laughs> 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 That was it. I walked under that a million times because the Martian Science Library is one of the two buildings that it's in between. And all the other sculptures, you go to a, a research uh, laboratory, and out in front is a beautiful sculpture. It, it was really, it was really nice. And the same with the Tibbies in the downtown uh, park area. It, it would have a so it's a it's a great concept, and I think it does really uh, help. Uh, folks to get a look at things and start using the, the brain a little bit. So that's, it's a good, good way to go. Thank you. That's when I received my Master's in Fine Arts and Sculpture at the University of Florida. Oh, wow. I agree. I love that campus. Beautiful campus. Unfortunately, the French fries from hell is not in your sculpture. Uh, maybe the state of Florida changed their outside ordinance for art. The consent for the art is new construction for government buildings provided for percent to go to the fine art and during that period when that was put up there was so much uh, <coughs> discussion about the sculpture they pulled back <coughs> funding for outdoor sculpture it's back now for about 10 years ago they took away funding for outdoor sculpture because John Hendricks uh, what they were was just simply yellow I-beams yeah. french fries from hell they were yellow like pickup sticks just large yellow beams in an all different direction but large, meaning what, 30 feet uh, tall? I mean, it's a huge sculpture. So as a contrast to that, what, we're trying, what I'm trying to do is I realize that public needs to be brought along, so I'm really interested in providing sculptures that people can identify with, and not purely abstract, because that does, yeah. it's hard to sell. look at 
as time goes by. Now, I've made a handout of those. I could give everybody a copy, and also YouTube. Is that, uh, are we able to do that at the meeting, uh? Yes, as long as there's a copy for the record. I got copies for both Jordan and Irene. We can make a copy of them for everybody that is here. Uh, these are just some items. Change uh, in, in all over, in, in fact, all over the world. And I think we 
a little, maybe at our next meeting. So could we put that on the agenda? I can put it into the agenda. I have other items, obviously. We spoke about the, the turtle patio, um, yeah. bringing in other things for that, for the butterfly garden. Uh, so I can work them into agenda in addition to the items that I would Yeah, we, we've got, we'll probably have a full agenda again, So, but I hope we can put that in there. And that would be put in there as old business, I believe, because we have dealt with it. We have bigger projects coming up. Um, we are working on our comp plan, so I will be bringing Chapter 6 of the comprehensive plan to the committee uh, for review, which is a very large chapter. Yeah. Um, so that will be a very large project that we will be working on um, in the future. You know, you know, I, when you say the comp plan, I remember Ray and Tyner had talked about the chapter on environment. Is That's that chapter, chapter 6, yes. Oh, okay. Great, great. Love it. So we're we'll looking forward to that. So let me put that on the agenda. This will go on the, this item, the top item will go on the agenda for next month. Okay. We can talk about it. But in the future, we'll be dealing with the uh, uh, chapter six and some other things as a- That will be very extensive. Yeah, that will be very extensive and will probably take up quite a few agendas um, okay. to go through that entire chapter of the comprehensive plan. Okay, great. Anything else? Anybody else have any thoughts, comments? Um, what, yes, uh, the, your third item, I think we started kicking on it, didn't we, with the canals and all that? That was, is that what you're talking about? Yes, I, I think there's a renewed interest in that. I, I, uh, we, had a, we had a briefing by somebody and... Uh, well, we, we had a gentleman that lives on the canal uh, come and visit with us uh, uh, regarding the saltwater canals, and we had talked about the uh, freshwater canal. I think both are in need of discussion in the future right now by us. We're the environmental committee. We need to advise on this because uh, there's a lot of homes going in, you know, on the canals. And when you think about the load of nutrients going into the canals, it could be a challenge. Uh, and so it, it's something that needs to be thought about. And I'm just, uh, if everyone, I went online of the Compost Observer, and they had a story about a city councilman, uh, Danko, from our, uh, our, our district, District 1. <coughs> and he was speaking about the saltwater canals. And uh, some of the, uh, the, the settling in of sediments and the muck in the canals. Now, as a, as a storm surge preparedness, this is a, a big issue because what we had seen at the canals, what I saw at the canal was uh, there were bulkheads that were not in tip-top shape. And these are things that the public, the, no, the homeowner of the bulkhead of the, of the lot has to maintain. But from a public standpoint, if we have a large tide, because if you look at the bulkheads, we're talking about a, a storm surge or a higher tide where it, it goes over the bulkhead, a lot of those bulkheads could be in difficult uh, condition because once that water gets on the other side of the bulkhead, it's going to be soaking in and weakening that structure. So uh, it would be something that I think uh, we all should look at. So that would be maybe another item for, for future time. And then we could get with uh, folks on that and make sure that everything would be okay with us 
Voice vote. Okay, everyone in favor of adjourning? Aye. 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 Any opposed? 